Live from the Android's dungeon and baseball card shop, this is Derail Trains of Thought. Hello, Nick. Hi, we're kind of in our element today. We are. We're in a nerd paradise. Yeah. Or at least it would be if that fat uh, old guy wasn't constantly glaring at us. Yeah, yeah, I think he wants to just buy something. Yeah, apparently. I, I always want to look, thumb through some pages yeah, before I check them out. Or thumb through slowly all 20 some pages. <laughs> I mean, not that I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Okay. But yes, and baseball cards, which apparently are a thing still. Yes, apparently. Um, but. You know, I don't know. This whole town is a little off. Like, yeah. You notice like the all the yellow people? Yeah. I, there's there's a definite uh, some sort of vitamin deficiency here. <laughs> Apparently, I'm, although I'm sure. I'm not even sure what state we're in. Although although I'm sure that uh, lake that was nearby that was green probably. Yeah, with what, that three-eyed fish. Yeah, that yeah. probably didn't help things I mean, for this. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they're trying to be you know have the nuclear power plant and not use coal or whatever, but uh, yeah. There's some sure drawbacks. There's, there's some drawbacks, yeah. Yeah, they, they might get burned. Yeah. But um, but anyway, welcome, folks. This is a very special episode, our 60th episode. It's a big deal. Yes, because it's a nice round number. And it commemorates our five-year anniversary. Wow. Woo! So we're, we'll have this... Uh, as big a to do as say our fiftieth one, which uh, yeah, that would that takes a lot to do to do. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it does. But it's cool that we've been doing, been able to do this for this long. Somehow we've been just plodding along, and we just keep coming with ideas. Yeah, we're trying to trying to uh, trying to do our best. We'll see how long we can keep this whole thing up. Yeah, and um, and maybe we'll get into talking about that in our story school. So, um, our very first topic, Nick, was endings. Endings. Yes, that's where we began, because it seemed ominous. <laughs> Appropriate. Appropriate, yes. Not <laughs> ominous. Maybe ominous, who knows. <laughs> um, but today, we're going to talk about series. Endings. Well, <laughs> endings, but particularly in terms of like a series or a sequel. Um, yeah, a, a, a franchise. Even. A franchise, even, yes. Um, because we live in an era of sequels and series and franchises. What? Yes. Oh, I, I'm going to see this movie, Scorch Trials. That I. Oh no, that's a sequel. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, everything is okay. Not everything. It's a little over. Like the James Bond. It no, no. Yeah. There's that Hunger Games. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, and you know, there's the uh, Doctor Strange just coming out. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so. Well, there's a new remix album from Final Fantasy. Nine. <laughs> okay. So this is only episode 60. Uh, but so <laughs> anyway, so as you probably have known, there are series and franchises all and, over the place. Yes. And if there isn't, someone is desperately trying to resurrect something that has died. Which, uh, fun fact, Nick, back when we uh, first started this podcast five years ago, that I think there were only three movies in what is considered now the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Really? Now. Yeah. Only th- the wow. first two Iron Mans and uh, Incredible Hulk. I think those were the only ones that had come out when we had started in 2010. That is kind of nuts. Um, I could be wrong. but uh, And then at that point, we had no idea that uh, we would ever see another Star Wars. Yeah, movie. now we're going to see like Star Wars from now until eternity. Yeah, from here until eternity. That's like a Star Wars uh, romance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, remember in our fifth year, we said well, that's what we we're going to basically turn a whole side podcast into, wasn't it? Oh, uh, analyzing Star Wars movies, all like, different Star like Wars, Star Wars episode twenty-seven thousand. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Anyways, so endings. Yes. So the question is, how long is too much? I mean, granted, we like a lot of these series yeah. that we're poking fun at, but when does a series feel like it's beginning to overstay its welcome? I think it's easier to start with um, series that kind of a built-in timer what i mean is things that the way it's set up to keep it going feels like you're just keeping going i mean like you know if we had the if we had our bingo card yeah. um, lost <laughs> yeah, okay I, I was thinking the same thing is that this is our, our favorite example here you know for everything it's a you know <laughs> it's a neat show everyone loves it they're doing cool things but it needs to end because the setup 
of the show itself demands that there is an ending. And it had to have an expiration date. Yeah. And I think, so, first thing you tackle are shows like that. There's all or some shows you just like, you know, Smallville. At some point it has to end because he can't you... stop not being Superman <laughs> until he's 40. Yes. I mean, when you set up, prequels are often like that. Yeah. And I expect Gotham will run into the same thing before yeah. too long here. And that people start getting antsy because they realize... Like, hey, this is leading up to something. Where is the thing that it's supposed to be leading up, up to? to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Lost is a perfect example of, I mean, how many showrunners have come to the studio and say, look, you got to pick a day that you're going to end this thing. You yeah. know, most, yeah, exactly. most other series like, well, we'll keep making our crime procedural until, you know, until the world ends. And you always have this battle between the people who want to keep making money off and the people who say, no, the story's done. Mm-hmm. And not, I don't want to hammer the sequel thing too long. We've talked about it in other places, but, you know. Things like Toy Story. You know, mm. you feel like Toy Story 3 brought an end, a circle to it. Yes. And now they're trying to make a four. And I'm like, ah. Yeah. Because here's... I'm a little worried about it. Because it'd be the first one without Andy, and that seems like it's changing a lot. I mean, they've done really cool things with the Toy Story shorts that they've done. Yeah. And it's fun to see them in, you know, at, at another kid's house and the new adventures they yeah. run into. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, think, I think the thing with endings... We want to get this, okay, going to step back a second. We want our favorite store shows not to end, inherently. Yes. We try to find ways for them not to. Mm-hmm. And so we're almost constantly finding different ways to reinvent the wheel. And sometimes we do drastic things like, hey, we'll just, Toy Story stops being about Woody, Buzz, and Andy, and starts being about just toys in someone's house. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what they'll do with it. I, I think I heard somewhere that it was something about finding Bo Peep. Okay. Which is an interesting, that was sort of plot thread they had just left dangling. And I could see them picking that yeah. one back up. But we have the, you know, that's the thing. It's hard to kill off some a well-loved series, TV show, mm-hmm. book, because, not just because it makes money, but because people like the characters. Yeah. In, in movie franchises, particularly, it's almost like you have to go bad before you can stop. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times. And even then, like, it encourages people to try again. Like, you know, Aliens, you know, the the, the franchise went bad, yeah. you know, a while ago. And then they, well, let's try to do something else with it, with Prometheus. And Well, and from what I understand, James Bond has gone bad a couple of times. That's true. Uh, you yeah. know, and they just keep. They kind of re- Yeah, but like you said, and, reinvent and, the wheel. And that's the thing with, that's the this tricky thing with saying when it should end. Because we've now created series like James Bond, which is not really, it's different than like a loss where it's like, here's the, here's, all it really is is like. Here's a spy genre with certain extra things that have to be in it. Yeah. I mean, it's like spy movie plus, Mar- you know, Shake Not Stirred and Bond, James Bond, and a couple other things. Uh-huh. And some gadgets. So it's almost like we switched some of these longer series from being beginning, middle, end to almost a genre within itself. That's true. For the most part, you're not looking for a whole lot of continuity between Bonds. Although the exception is the Daniel Craig movies. Yeah. I think there is sort of a progression of a character from movie to movie with his Bond, which I don't think you could say had really been done much before. Yeah. But the thing is, probably, and my guess is, you know, when he's done being Bond, that'll probably be the end of that Bond. An arc. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then be becomes... A, a new Bond. A new Bond. Yeah, it just, it's seeing story not as beginning, middle, end, but seeing story as reinvented archetypes. Yeah. No, no that's an interesting way to put it. Or kind of... And capsule, this is an era of Bond, and this, yeah. and then you kind of tied up And the shows like that, I'm not sure you can put an end date on. I mean, I'm not sure you can say, here's when it should end. You might say, here's where we should stop for... For now. For now. Yeah. Because the creative juices that... The cultural tensions that made that version of Bond, that version of Doctor Who. Yes, I was um, going to say, but Doctor Who is another keen example and, of this. And honestly, Doctor Who is one of the few shows with a setup that I think... It's theoretically, yeah. theoretically, probably shouldn't ever have a definitive ending. I mean, because it is almost, it's basically go anywhere, do anything, change your main character. I mean, it basically is a like a rewrite your own rules as often as you like. <laughs> I mean, it's like you got a, you got a handful of things that have to be there. You know, a kind of a stylistic thing about you know, kind of quirky and sort of thing. But besides that, it really is just. You know, it's like one of those uh, games or books where, you know, you put the head on, you put a different body on, you put a different foot on, and, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. you figure out what you got. Yeah. It's I, like it's like a word jumble. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It just because you die on swords in a spaceship doesn't mean that 10 years down the road you might not do something that's basically unicorns on a 
Submarine. Line. Yeah. Sub- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you won't call foul because that's just what it is. Yeah. It's rem- remarkable how many different stories they pulled out of that basic core concept. Yeah. Okay. So those are your examples of stories that don't necessarily have. So we have some that definitely have an ending or should have an ending yeah. at least. And then you've got your kinds that don't necessarily. Are so reinventable. I mean, they're yeah. so elastic. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ones in the middle. Where you're not sure which way it should go. A lot of the old TV, a lot of the old uh, kind of um, Monster of the Week. Like, I use X-Files as an example of this. Mm -hmm. Where I remember watching X-Files. My friend and I were saying, you know what? Five seasons about how long this show should go. You were like, then you just stop running. You you run out of good ideas. But I still kind of hold to as a general theme. Mm -hmm. But then there's some really great episodes in season six and seven of X-Files. But then, well, the main character wants to leave. And you're like... Why are we still going? <laughs> because the dynamic, you can get away with doing, you know, just different monsters of the week because you love the characters. You got these shows that are based on the characters. And if the characters stop being who they were, why are we still doing things? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of shows where you only watch because for the characters. A lot of USA shows, like Psych. Yeah. Basically, the mysteries are just dressing for the characters to do cool things and funny mm, things. Right. I think procedurals, some procedures work a little differently. It depends on the on the franchise. Yeah. Like CSI, there's there's a few detectives that stayed on, but I think they, you know, the main guy, they flipped in and out a couple of times. And even that in that one, I guess it, it's just ending this, uh, just like this season. Yeah. Well, or the, like they're ending with a, like a TV movie or something. Okay. So, you know, I guess it was just, you know, that long in the tooth. It was like, you know, I think we're done. And I suppose those sort of shows, you don't even watch it for, I mean, it's so episodic. You only watch it for, you want a little mystery of the week. Yeah. I suspect. And I guess you just, and that when people stop wanting mystery of the week. It's like, yeah. you stop doing Sherlock Holmes when either A, people stop buying it or you, you're sick of writing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More the latter with Doyle's case. Yeah, exactly. Because I guess, because why you watch those, you're not for this, not, you're not watching for a, for an arc you're watching you're reading them for aha that was clever yeah and i think and some fans may have slight variations on that i think ncis shows do tend to be a little more the only reason i've watched those is generally for the characters okay this, yeah, i have not watched much ncis i mean NCIS. yeah i mean not that i'm huge it, it's still like very popcorny to yeah. me not really popcorn. I don't know what the right word is. It's not quite soapy. It's not quite uh, <laughs> blockbustery. But yeah. anyway, the point is, I, I don't have really any interest in the NCIS New Orleans just because for me, like that's a whole nother one. I don't really need what what they're pitching. Yeah. But I might pop in or pop into one of the other ones just to see what Denozo uh, is doing or what yeah. uh, what Deeks is doing over in Los Angeles. You know, the the fun characters that you enjoy. Yeah. So there's a little bit of both there. Okay, so so far we've basically argued that there's lots of ways not to end the story. <laughs> so we should actually start talking about uh, why. Yeah. Well, uh, one more addendum to why not to end a story yeah. is not. Some people will say that once they've hit their, they've told their best work, and, you know, because and some shows it is good to kind of like do a big hurrah at the very end, yeah. and, and then end it. Yeah. Linkara, who does uh, Top the Fourth Wall, who also, but also has storylines in his reviews, okay. in, in his review show, he recognized, he thought, he did one storyline that he thought was his best. Yeah. But he was also like, but at the same time, I, I don't feel like that means I should stop because I think I don't, because I don't think I'm ever going to be able to top yeah. this one. It just means I tell different types of stories yeah. and, you know, be creative with it. Oh, so, so just because you feel like you've done one of your best versions may or may not mean that it's, that you've, that the well is dry. And I wonder... You know, looking from a writer point of view or a creator point of view, whether what should warn you about what to stop is when you know you really don't have any stories left, you're just regurgitating. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the key. And I think, you know, I, to use a lost example, they're like, look, we're just we're writing dumb stuff now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going in circles. We need to kind of have a, you know, and a I think, goal point. You know, maybe yeah. and I don't know Sherlock Holmes history much but you know he's probably like i've told the sore stories i wanted to tell yeah you know <laughs> that's that's pretty accurate for holmes i think i mean i know he would that was certainly a case where he felt like he was done it was just there was enough of a demand still from the audience yeah. that they wanted to because i guess you could you know like some of these procedural side things you could keep telling the stories and they could just be copies or pale versions of other stories but for and the audience might keep buying it mm-hmm. but from a creative point of view, you might just be like but all the stories of this type worth telling, I've already done. Not that they're my best, it's just 
there's nothing interesting left to say. Mm-hmm. It's not just workmanship. You're not just like I'm just throwing things together because that's that's why it, it just happens. It's it's yeah. you can do it in your sleep. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes the audience does fade off too. Yeah. There there's certainly that. Like, yeah. I think again, let's go to Law and Order. It's another show where they like the main characters change a lot yeah. over the course of like how long was that show on? Like 19 years, <laughs> something I think. like that. But at a certain point, like. When a show's becomes that old, it becomes a little too old hat. Yeah. So then you're like, but you know, it, it's not when you're not the cutting edge, and that's a big deal in TV world too. And it's not what the the key demographic, the eighteen yeah. to thirty nine year olds, are into. Then uh, maybe time to move on. Because a lot of the ways we're arguing to keep a show, and largely we're around infusions of creativity, yeah. in one way or another. You know, you change the director, you change the actor, you change the tone, you change. You know, you you update. Battlestar from 70s cheese to post 9-11. Yeah. We mentioned earlier, like, the maybe if there's a middle ground between shows that should have an ending and shows that don't necessarily have to, and then the ones that are a little murkier. Yeah. I kind of I, I kind of think a lot of people view the Muppets themselves in another oh. way. Another bingo for yeah. Daryl Dreams of Fuck Bingo. <laughs> um, because a lot of people think that... You know, it's never going to be the same as when Jim Henson was alive, yeah. which, granted, it won't. It's, yeah. You know, it, it changes. And whether you like some of those changes or not may depend on, you know, whether you think they should just kind of hang up, call it quits. Yeah. Um, I think they've done a lot of great things. I'm very interested to see what they do with the new show yeah. as of this recording as it come out yet. Yeah. But obviously, they've they've talked a lot about sort of reinventing who they currently are. Yeah. Um, and so... That's a show where it's kind of uh, you know you never know, and for like some of their some of their TV show projects, they haven't had a really like I'd say a huge like successful series since the Muppet Show. Yeah, so you know that's the case you know and that's the case where the creator himself said we're going to stop right here before you know because we feel like we've you know we're ready to try new things. Yeah. He was always about trying new things, <laughs> and since then there hasn't really been a. Uh, like Muppets Tonight, for example, yeah. is a show that they they kind of figured out what they were doing as they were going. But with modern TV, it's hard to have enough time sometimes yeah. to, and then you don't really have a chance to end it on your terms. Now, at the beginning, here's an interesting question. Okay, at the beginning of this whole conversation, we talked about how many sequels there are, and you know, we keep reinventing and rebooting, and and we've talked about that in other podcasts. We and we say a lot of things you can reinvent and keep doing James Bonds, whatever. You think maybe there's a would there be a benefit in Though there could be more stories, say, in some long-running series, we should kill it anyways just so that we can try something that's not just constantly reinventing the wheel. I mean, we always complain that there's so many sequels. There's so many whatever. Would it benefit the world if we had the power to just say, let's just stop 50% of these sequels and reboots and not do any of those? Would it be better? I'm sure some people would say so. Um, Well, yeah, but would it be? (laughs) I don't know. It's I think it's really hard to say. I mean, part of the reason we have what some people are calling a new golden age of television right now is the serialized storytelling. And even in terms of movies, I I find it very fascinating. It's interesting. The backlash, I think we talked a little bit last time in our take on Tales, about how there's sort of a backlash against the Marvel Cinematic Universe in terms of like, like you know, the surprise of it is gone. Yeah. It's, it's easy for some people to just see the corporate side of yeah. it. But for me, I'm like as a as a fan, I'm like, but this is what comics are like. You know, yeah. you have these ongoing stories. You have characters that appear in you know each other's books. You know, it's it's a perfect comic book adaptation. Yeah, universe adaptation, if you ask me. Um, so I don't think, like, I don't know. I think it's hard to draw a line, you know, which sequels are, you don't know sometimes what sequels aren't going to happen until you make them, or, yeah. you know, aren't worth making until you make yeah. them, if that makes sense. You know, be there, you know, sometimes people talk about there should be some sort of reboot of, I'm not going to say it, like, Lost, you know, someday maybe we could do something, you know, like, well, that, but you shouldn't. Yeah, no. But you, I mean, but that's what reboots are sometimes, like, we'll just take an old thing and we'll make it new, yeah. and it's completely different, but sometimes I'm just arguing, you know, you know, could we stop reboots and start doing things that are, does a loss exist in the world, a new loss exists in the world that only is rebooting old stuff? Like a new, uh, a new equivalent, a new, uh, like, this is completely different than anything. Be hard to even imagine it as lost. Like, it'd be like a whole, uh, well, I mean, are like, you talking about like different characters? No, no, different? well, okay, I, that was a bad example. I mean, I, originally some people were talking about, you know, use the island, but 
Oh, as like a location, then like yeah. a new batch but, of. But then my question was, you know, Lost was came out of the blue. It was a new thing. It wasn't a reboot of anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we killed more long running things, do you think it would help people try new, new, startling things, or do you think there's enough of that going on anyways on long side? I, this is highly theoretical. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm of a split mind about it because Pixar is a good example of this right now because yeah. I, th- I think they've purposely said they wanted to do. At some point, I think they want. They said they want to do a new movie every year and a sequel every other year, or some sort of schedule like that. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's quite worked out that way because filmmaking is not quite that uh, easily schedulable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, there's a lot of people that would wish that they you know wouldn't do some of their sequels and that they would just do original stuff. Yeah. Um, I tend with, to be that way. Yes, which I I kind of do too. Although I do, I really do want to see another Incredibles movie. <laughs> um, so again, though, that's the the thing, you know, which movies deserve the sequels and which ones don't. It's, uh, I don't know. Let's reverse it real quick. We have, if we have time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay, everyone always talks about Firefly. Okay, and that died too early. Uh huh. Is it beneficial to Firefly to have died early? Oh man, you're uh, <laughs> you're asking for it here. <laughs> and I really don't know, but I, I know where you're going with it though, because there's there's something to it's like. The person who dies young. I mean, yeah. even even Jim Henson has this to an extent. Yeah, a person dies young, they become sort of immortalized, and everyone looks at their stuff with a fresh perspective because yeah. they didn't get a chance to work on other things. I Whereas mean, if if Jim Henson had gone on to do something better than Dark Crystal or Labyrinth, I'm sure people would look at those and be like, "Yeah, they were a good start," yeah. but because that's all we have, they become cult classics. I just, I guess. And you know, the trick with having anything go on, and Firefly didn't have to, is that mm-hmm. continuing something is very complicated. And I think that, like you said, there, there's a lot of benefit in saying to try something, even if it fails, it's not necessarily a bad thing to try a sequel, to try a, mm-hmm. even if it's not as good. If you if you if you come with an artistic integrity. If there's a story there, yes. Yeah, there's artistic integrity and not just. We did this for the money. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure you can measure that either way. Yeah. As much as it would be cool to see more. Stories in in, in Fly or Fly, you know, we don't know if we, they would have kept it the good same quality, or if it would have been vastly different. Well, I, or... I know just to bring Lost back in, Dan Lindelof was desperately hoping that they'd get canceled and they would only have about twelve episodes, so he could be like a cult classic. <laughs> because he's like, how am I supposed to keep this going? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> um, which was the question. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And they and they experimented a lot of different ways to keep it going. Yes, Maybe they were did. successful. Not all of them were. They tried all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and you know, and in some ways, I wonder. I guess this—I never thought about this. If the sequel forces you to be even more creative, it might be worth not ending. Mm-hmm. But it might be worth ending if it does not force more creativity. Yes, if it's going to hold other things back. Yeah, I mean, I know that's something Brad Bird complains about on Twitter a lot. He adaptations and and missing original stuff. Yeah, which I can and and, and, I, and I understand that. I understand. I you know, I'm not. I'm not wild about Disney doing live-action remakes of a lot of their old movies. Because, then, because you're kind of going through... I mean, reboots at least, or reimaginings, you know, like when Bowser gets converted or stuff like that, you're at least using kind of a... It's like myth. You're using an old type and you're applying it in new ways, and that's, you know, maybe sure, it, it's yeah. a. It's almost like a like a structure in which to form and creative. Like, you know, sonnets. It's 14, mm-hmm. they're 14 lines, they have a rhyme scheme and everything. Sure. And no one says because you wrote a sonnet, you're not being creative. Right. The form itself is the vehicle for trying to be creative, for messing with the boundaries and stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a different way to look at a sequel. Yeah. As a, as a reimagining and putting those sort of creative limits on you. So, yeah, there's that. And, and, so, and the best ones that, you know, maybe should end but didn't like the James Bond stuff, have really forced themselves to be different. Now, you asked this earlier, and I went on a completely different trail. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay, so what about series that ended and that ended well, that knew, okay, we've been going on for a while, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Obviously, we think Lost is one of those. We, we like Lost, yeah. Um, We're apologists for Lost. A series that, <laughs> that we think should go that direction very soon, probably, is Once Upon a Time. I was going to bring that up earlier and forgot. So why does that show, why do you think it needs to end? What it, you know, because I think as a viewer, again, from Ryder's different point of view, from a viewer, you watch shows, you sometimes you have this sense, let's end this thing. Yeah. What, what sort of things, in, in Once Upon a Time, 
Well, if you'd like to listen to the weekly hijack, we go into <laughs> this in, in depth. But and, uh, things we've talked about, there seems to be a lot of searching for new things to do with the characters. And a lot of repetition. There's a lot of repetition of, of ideas. And and honestly, the whole show is about fairy tales. At some point, they need to live happily ever after. Whenever you find yourself adding this is talking about jumping the shark and things, uh-huh. you know. But when you're adding things in order to get something new in, and then it just phases out, and you add something new. Like you know, let's add new characters this season, and then you they all die off in three episodes. You know, yeah. Maybe might be a sign it, it, that it's you're false stretching. propping up. Mm-hmm. Although again, going back to our favorite, we've, I know. we've talked about Lost a lot, but they they added characters intermittently throughout the whole thing, and um, and some of them worked really well, and mm-hmm. so I mean I think. Again, that was that's why it's hard to call these things. Because sometimes they would try and they knew it didn't work, so they killed them off. And other times they kept them. They're like, no, this guy gave the proper impetus to our main characters. Mm-hmm. He didn't distract. It's not like it became the the Faraday show. Or... Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that's true. They added new elements to it in some way. I mean, it did know. kind of become the Ben show at points, but <laughs> yes, well, Juliet, you know, yeah. and then she added some interesting things. Yeah, speaking, we're in the middle of season two now on our weekly hijack rewatch. And uh, I was thinking, you know, we talked about the tail section people may not have added a whole lot, but Ben completely changed the show in, yeah. in some ways. I mean, it's hard, especially in something that's purposely serialized, like a lot of TV is nowadays, like certain book series are nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, like Anne McCaffrey just wrote Pern novels all the time because those were sold. And sometimes, and she finally had an ending. She finally had all the where's of Pern or whatever, the, mm-hmm. how you pronounce that. And it was the ending, and they fixed stuff. And yes, yeah, what they're like, Lots of books before that. Yeah. You know, so you get the sense that there's no more interesting stories. <laughs> I guess in a, a series on the uh, Doctor Who into things that was set up in such a way that it didn't really need uh, end date exactly until the author passed away was Redwall. Because okay. those books were kind of published. There's a chronological order. There's but, a timeline. But it doesn't really matter yeah. in what order you read them. They're kind of all over the place and... The eras of the place, and we've created. We've now in an era of storytelling, in many ways, where it's uh, you create worlds in many ways, and Redwall is almost a star. Is a it just let's follow different people in different parts of this world. You know, Star Wars. In theory, at this point, you could make stories forever. Yeah, if you found interesting angles. Yeah, because it's just another place to tell stories. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I highly suspect we'll see the end of at least some of our original cast of characters in the yeah. in the new movies as they come out. Okay, a couple, because we haven't talked nearly as much as we should about actual finales that we liked. Um, You followed The Office for a little while. Yes, I watched about half of it. Did you feel it was worth it after... um, I didn't get to Michael Scott leaving. Oh, you didn't get to that? Okay, so never mind. Yeah, I don't know. I think think Zach kept watching, and I think he said it took a while, but Mm. I've heard, like... X Files. I stopped watching when Mulder left. Not part, not just because he left, but also because I went to college. Yeah, and I've heard people say that if you can get past the fact that Mulder's gone, is a, a different show. There's still good episodes. I mean, it's still. I mean, it's a different show, but it's good episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm really trying to think of other wheel series of time. Finales. I got through a wheel of time. There. Okay, well, because yeah, it's, it's 14 books long. But the, I mean, that one is very definitely aiming toward a certain ending. But yes, I just had to throw it in because it was like, I mean, it's like 20 years in the making. Yeah. Um, I just got to throw it because it was working towards an end. It did the end. And what was so fascinating to me when I read the last book is that I got done and I said, I could read more books than this. <laughs> like the wow. story was done, but the world was, there were stories that were would easily follow uh-huh. from on other character, other main characters wow, besides your okay. main one. And I'm like... This is a great place. Okay. Um, Interesting. Now, it'll never happen. And right. That's fine because it probably sh- it probably shouldn't happen. Uh-huh. But I know he had ideas for a plotline with Matt and stuff. And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> I think this question is a little more cut and dry when it comes to a series that's very clearly heading yeah. for a very certain point. Like Full Metal Alchemist, I think, has a, had a very clear yeah. endpoint in mind. When I mean, when you see the final product, you, you know, all the things come together. Let me ask Arrow. You're what on season four now? How do you I feel think about they're that? about. I think they're about to start season four. Yeah. I'm not sure where they're going with Arrow, to be honest, because like the, the ending of season three was unexpected. He was like happy all of a sudden, and I wasn't quite sure where the justification for because the whole we talked about this again on the weekly adject, but the, the whole thing they did with Raz Al Ghul's thing, I think, was not very well handled. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they've. It sounds like they're changing a lot for this new season, which I'm curious about. 
I could kind of see an endpoint for that one, though, sooner rather than later. And, and if only for the fact that they've sort of put themselves, they've sort of created a, a clock for the, themselves, I think, with okay. the flashbacks. Okay. Because they've said he was gone for five years. And, oh, okay. And they've done three, and I, th- I don't know for sure that they've covered three years in his flashbacks. It could be. But it could be. And it'd be, you know, that's something that you can only do for so long before people be like, this feels like it's been for longer than five years. I really feel like anything that has arcs of, of any substantial that, like, last, that don't, like, get reset every mm-hmm. couple episodes. Like, you know, Simpsons, for example. I mean, every anything that happens in an episode basically disappears by the next episode. Yeah, there is no continuity. Yeah. It's like... But if Peanuts. there's yeah, if there's yeah, the kids, exactly. The kids never grow up. But if there's any sort of progression, I think still what I said in high school with my friend that about five seasons, not it's not a golden rule, but it's a nice number. It is a nice number I, for I a lot of that. reasons because you get past the first two seasons. You know, season one, if you're good, is awesome. Or two, if you're not good, you finally find your voice at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then two or three, you're experimenting. About four or five, you can really get some stuff, but you're also kind of getting old. Mm-hmm. And then people still keep going for all kinds of reasons, as mm-hmm. we've said. Yes. We haven't said many reasons to kill it besides you just feel that it's done. <laughs> as with most writing things, uh, it's it's all about uh, in the moment. You know, just kind of you have to figure things out. The key is to be always evaluating, I think, where you are at in a certain thing, which I guess we kind of did with uh, Story Project. You yeah. Know? We didn't know starting off that project how long it was going to be exactly. It could have, you know, if we done things differently, added in more characters or something, it, it could have been a lot longer than two years. And throwing in extra characters could have worked really well in that setting. Yeah, we it was a good, good setting back for in, it. Yeah, yeah. Good, it, you could have easily had people transferring in and out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that we had just come to a place where we were like, for the characters we had, and we and they all wrapped up wonderfully. Yeah, and they, they all wrap, wrapped up pretty well, and we were just ready for another creative endeavor. Yeah, now, exactly. Now, I think, and you never know, if, if we were in... If uh, we, we had been so ambitious with Children of the Wells, you know, possibly we would we might decide, oh, let's wrap this up faster. But yeah. we have so much going in motion over at Children of the Wells that yeah. it's probably not going to end anytime soon. No, exactly. And that's yeah, which will be interesting. Yes. But. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how well we, we, yeah, we just we just crammed it full of plot. It'll just take a while to unwind even if we don't add anymore. Yeah. And there's plenty of room to add. more. And there's a, you, could, you could add on for a long time. And Yeah. But when you feel like you're, you're like. What can we do this season to make it exciting? You're like, mm-hmm. eh, but are you losing the initial spirit? Mm-hmm. Like, I just finished season three of Falling Skies. Um, there's five seasons. I think it just finally ended for good. Okay. Zach just watched it. He thought it wrapped up kind of quickly. But it's about fighting aliens. It's like Revolution, but uh, way better. Anyways, <laughs> they've done a good job so far of kind of keeping things moving. I'm really, I feel like this next season, depending on what they do, is like, okay, yeah, we're about done finding the alien thing. All right, that that's not another sidetrack. So yeah, so we're I just realized we are going really. Long. We've been going long in our uh, story okay. schools. Well, lately. then let's let's move on then. Okay, so what do we have next? Oh, soundtrack. certain series in the video game world that have gone on for quite a while and they managed to have a lot of good music with them yes and this is not final fantasy oddly enough this is mega man has many many games there's mega man and there's mega man x and there's mega man zero apparently are they like different universes or something mega man x takes place in the future for mega man i guess mega man x zero i don't know anything about what's for the game boy advance Okay. Uh, and then there's all kinds of, like, Star Fire. I mean, they all kind of handheld Mega Mans. Now they're, like, RBG-ish. But anyways, this is a song from Mega Man Zero Two called Cool Mine, remixed by Dragonlord. And I just kind of like it. I, um, I dig it. So enjoy.
And we're back. Hello. Hope your mind is now cool and frosty. You know, all this talk about ending series it makes me thoughtful about uh, our 60th episode here. I know. I, you know, I, I didn't really want to say it on air. Well, you know, I, do we have enough ideas to keep this thing going? We're talking about reboots for like the second time. Oh, yeah, that is a problem. I mean, See, we, how many times have we talked about Lost just there? I know. I'm, well, okay, so we can. We tried already. We already tried to add a third host, and that didn't go very well. That's true. I got the 50th. So that, you know, we were trying, you know, we could just change the format a little bit, you know, maybe add, you know, start adding more soundtracks, make it more of a radio show. Oh, that's a thought. Do more, more uh, soundtracks in the second half. The first half is just story school, second half soundtracks. Yeah. Then we don't have the work. So, yeah, be a, well, the story school is what we're having trouble with too. No. I mean, what else is there to talk about? Yeah. I mean, we've done all the important stuff. I mean, there's all there is to say. So maybe we'll just, we'll just go out here with a nice soothing soundtrack. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Maybe not. Okay, I think we'll come with something. Come yeah, with it. It, that's that's how things work now. Yes. Like, we'll just we'll just we'll make it happen. We'll make it. Happen. We'll hit 120 somehow. And actually, I just remembered we actually have a huge topic list. We do. Have a huge, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we can't ever get through it. So don't worry, guys. We're we're here for a while yet. <laughs> you can't get rid of us that easily. <laughs> All right. If you're still with us and haven't thrown your iPod across the room. We, uh, this we, is Nick. Oh, no, not the ending. <laughs> no. Uh, we're going to go into a segment we haven't done in, in uh, a while, sadly, and that it is a bit of story. Okay, as usual, Nick has got something interesting going on at worksofnick.com. Uh, as usual, it's been silent there for a long time. But well, <laughs> I guess I should say, as usual, you've got uh, more new uh, written stuff new going work. on than I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had this idea that sometimes I just want to write something that doesn't take much effort because Strin Fred takes a lot of work. Which, how is that coming, by the way? I haven't done much in the last two weeks because okay. <laughs> I was sidetracked with another minor project. Okay. Not this, but never mind there. Um, okay, for me. Besides that, it was going pretty well before okay. the last two weeks. Okay. But this is just sort of, I'm like, I thought, oh, I'll just write this serial on my website. I'll just kind of lunch break or whatever when I feel like it, write up about 500 words and then send it out on the Ethernet and then occasionally leave a, a poll so that people can help me decide what to write next. <laughs> um, and then you should do a poll every time. I think that's what Tim wants. Um, <laughs> I was just disappointed I know, the, the it was one time Tim, I got on there and there wasn't one. I, I should. I was I was thinking about it. I don't know why I didn't that time. Maybe there's stuff I could have asked. But anyways, <laughs> so I call it the Wander now. Um, it's perfectly set up so that I can do basically whatever I want. Whatever pops in your what head. Whatever pops in your head. It'll be, it's called the Wander now because he'll kind of wander around from reality to reality. Like sliders, kind of. Oh, interesting. So I can, you know, he can show up in Stern Fred. He can show up in Story Project. <gasps> Fun. So, I like that idea. So I haven't got that far yet because I got distracted with this uh, guy know. in the cabin. I did not know uh, that. Again, I went to get there and then I'm like, oh, let's go to this cabin and see what happens. I'm like, oh, there's a guy in there. Oh, he has something on his back. Um, <laughs> you know, just, I'm just kind of, but I all set up so that like it gets too deep in, I'm going to just have a move. I'm going to just be like, move oh, on. Like, just taken away without him wanting to, you know, so I can just. So I don't build plot lines too much. <laughs> so it's set up purposely to try to diffuse my... So this is not so much... This is probably not going to be so much of a, like a regular story, more of a experiment in progress. Yes. Well, ex unless, of course, I defeat myself and make it a regular story, which I tend to do. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, okay. this is episode one right. on worksofnick.com. You can go and find them. It's near the beginning, so if you want to get in and yeah. read, come join us. Uh, I'll try to do lots of polls because I think it's fun gives me creativity, and I think the audience will like it. All right. So this is episode one, Crazy Old Coot. It was an interesting night. I was rummaging through my old comic collection because, well, because I was bored, and I was peeking in the nooks and crannies of my room and found a long white box buried in the back of my closet. So I lugged it out and started flipping through 90s-style Spider-Man and X-Men. You remember when Cyclops and Jean Grey got married and started hopping through time, filling the blanks of their strange time paradox family tree? I didn't really either. So I thought I'd read through issue one when some old guy walked into my room, saw the comics, and said, Oh good, you understand. I stared at him. I didn't know the man and had locked the door, but there he was, admiring my comics. Here, 
He handed me what looked like an iPad. I thought maybe he was the meter reader or one of those guys who offers to waterproof your basement. I tried to sign the screen, but it was blank. What am I? Inquisitive. Good. That'll help. Uh, ask questions. Don't expect a lot of answers, though. But uh, that, that's okay. It really is. I'm just getting too old for this kind of thing. What kind of... You don't have a girlfriend or a wife or something, do you? You ought to say bye to the girlfriend. But I can rig up something for the wife if uh, that's what you got. He looked again at the book of com box of comics. No one did? I take offense that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn to laugh at yourself. It will save you a lot of heartache. He padded his shirt and pant pockets. Well, that's it, I guess. He paused, wistful. Oh, to be young again. But, no, I'm happy now to have seen what I have. Enjoy it, young man, no matter what happens. It's a gift, all of it. Thank him, every day, even if you're starving, even if you're lost, even if you're dying. Thank him. Yep. All right, I'm out. Bon voyage. He disappeared into the hall. I rose to follow him, but he was gone. To be sure, I grabbed the lightsaber replica from above my dresser and stalked through the house, looking behind couches and under tables. I checked the locks and all the windows and doors and spent a tense five minutes in the basement lit by the blue glow of the lightsaber. I wasn't crazy. I'd seen the man. He was most likely crazy. That didn't comfort me. I lugged the comics to the living room and read them half-heartedly, my eyes rising continually for some shape I didn't see, my ears hearing every car and pedestrian and stray cat outside. It was nearly midnight when I convinced myself, after placing chairs strategically at the doors to help bar any intruders, that I should sleep. Teeth brushed, pajamas on, tucked in, I prayed as the clock reached the new day. That's when the beeping began. Beep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrong podcast. <laughs> anyway, so that was a fun story. I just like, I'm going to throw the comic book thing in because it's going to be a com very comic book sort of story. Nice. So. And and I remember reading the the Jean Grey Cyclops time yeah, travel I, honeymoon I, stuff. I was sure you had. That was that's yeah. kind of your era. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was very much my era. So that was the Wander Now episode one. Go until episode. Well, that's what we talked about tonight. When Who I knows? Get, when, <laughs> when I stop being creative, I'll stop writing it. It's an interesting series, and we'll yeah. see. Uh, we'll see where when the world runs. Yeah, it gets even crazier in the next episode or two. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. All right, so that was uh, that was our bit of story, and now we'll go into another uh, again another one of our rare segments for our special 60th episode, uh, fifth anniversary. In case you just tuned in, so I don't know why you tuned into the middle of the episode, but moving on. Appropriately enough, this next segment is. Crackpot's Corner. Crackpot's Corner is when we come up with a crazy kind of out there idea. Just throw it out there. Probably will never happen, but it's fun to talk about. If you listen to uh, old Crackpot's Corners, we have done this a while, but if you listen to gone through our podcast archives, you may have picked up that I have this fascination for the idea of reality shows, something. Oh, that, yeah, we did the, a couple reality shows before. Yeah, yeah the, the idea of ones that uh, kind of put you in the middle of the action and uh, let you experience an adventure for yourself, which... Side note, I'm very interested in, I heard there's an escape room in Fort I did Wayne. too. I was just going to mention that. Yes. Yeah. I would love to try out the pirate one. Where like you're locked in, yeah. a, in a pirate brig. Right, and you, you have, have to, to get escape. out. You got an hour to get out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a blast of the experience. But anyway, so remember that for my birthday. Okay. <laughs> um, but the idea was, I'm picturing kind of a, because I guess Legends of the Hidden Temple and Guts from yeah. the, the Nickelodeon yeah. shows, mm -hmm. I think were something that really inspired this. And yeah, this is something I think. The thing was great. Yeah. The idea is something to be along those lines for like the final challenge. Because okay. both of those had, you know, like a, the mountain or the temple that you yeah. had to go through. You remember that house? What was that one where you had to like tear apart the house looking for something? Oh, yeah. That was, was it Finder's Keepers? Maybe. Or That's what I was going like to say. That was fun, too. Yeah, yeah. It was like a whole house. Yeah, a huge <laughs> house set that you had to like tear apart, like literally like trash to find the one, yeah. uh, whatever the what treasure yeah. thing was. But uh, in this case, I thought it'd be, it'd be really cool. There's one thing we haven't simulated in any of these recreational things. It's like a dragon fight. Oh. So what if you had like a big animatronic dragon or some sort of monster, whatever yeah. you wanted to do with it, covered it up, of course, with like either inflatables, you know, be like uh, Baymax from uh, okay. Big Hero 6 yeah. and that kind of inflatable robot sort of thing. Or maybe pads, something like that. But something that would move on its own. And then 
you would have to probably climb it and hit like certain. I'm guessing certain weak points on oh, it. Nice. Like and then so it'd be like Shadow of the Colossus. You were yes, in. yes, sort of Shadow of the Colossus. But like, what if you get like a whole series of like Shadow of Colossus sort of thing? That, that's what, what like maybe like each week it would be like a different. There'd probably be like three or four. It's like instead of American Gladiator, it'd be like Camelot Gladiator. Yeah, and be like, like this yeah. week bring out the Triceratops Rex or release the Kraken. <laughs> yeah, like in the water and you're all wet. I mean. And, it'd be perfect too if, like say oh yeah that, that worked too I, I was thinking if it was a Nickelodeon show you'd have to have, it'd be like a slime monster oh it'd that'd like, be awesome it'd yeah. be like so they'd be scrambling just to stay on it because it'd be all slippery and because it'd be covered in slime and all this stuff and I thought maybe you, you'd probably have to like theme it as like a challenge like <laughs> you, you challenge the monster because like that way it makes sense that the same monster comes back every time and then you also don't have like animal cruelty because yeah. like, how dare you slay all these dragons? It's not, uh, you know, how to Rescue the princess up there on the, <laughs> you know, it's all like yeah. role played. Have you, do you see that when they had the, the reality show, like them being like fancy I, I, I watched a little bit of the beginning it was kind of, of interesting. it. interesting. I didn't get very, like, I was intrigued by it, but it was, it seemed like a little bit too much of a hybrid. Like, sometimes, yeah. like, I couldn't quite figure out. I, I like the game showy sort of setting yeah. a little bit more, I think, because, like, the thing that, that drew me out, out of it is they started getting into, like, familiar reality show territory stuff where the contestants started arguing with each oh, other yeah, about stuff. Yeah. And like, the game show stuff's fun, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't care about that kind of junk. I, that, I, that's usually my least. The thing that draws yeah. me least into that kind of stuff. But, but uh, okay, what if you combine this whole like you had so much time to slay the dragon and the kraken and uh-huh. the golem and stuff, whatever, and then you combine aspects of um, Ninja Warrior? Okay, yeah, yeah see, that, that's kind of what I was expecting for like the the preliminary. The, like yeah. you'd have to go through some sort of physical to challenges reach where it lives. Yes. Oh, that's a good thing. I was just going to go with like to be worthy of whoever would yeah. go after or to be knighted or whatever. But that's a that's a cool idea too to like you're climbing a mountain or to reach it that's yeah so I like and that. then you have different things you climb the mountain you have you know sw- getting through this water there's you know maybe a swamp for some sort of yeah some sort of double dared sound messy game yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think there's I think there's a lot of neat. That would be genius. Why don't we do that? <laughs> the the trickiest thing would be the animatronic monster thing. Like that's you'd have true. to have something big and robotic, but also save because you want it to be. It'd be kind of have like the whole uh, bucking bronco thing you, you yeah. see at like restaurants sometimes. I wonder, you know, even you watch Marion Gladiator, the old one, you know, they had like the the guns with the that would try to shoot them and they'd have to run from thing to thing. Mm-hmm. But what if like, you know, the dragon, like first you have to approach it and like it shoots oh, stuff so you at have to, you. Oh, like dodge? Yeah. Yeah, like run, dodge, and then climb up it and then you have some sort of harpies or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> little fairies that have, that uh, are your excuse for like the wire harness to, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, like yeah me have a, like a battle in space against like Cthulhu oh and wow. then you're like on these you're like this wire harness thing. Uh, yeah it, I think it'd take the whole uh, challenge thing to a whole new level it'd be cool because then you could you could make it you know it's half kind of this role playing you know but it's also this physical challenge uh-huh. i think like a japanese game show place would be they, all over this yeah did, did i ever show you uh what is it called there was some i saw that it's like a they've done stuff like this where like you're in a egyptian temple or whatever and like each room is like a different sort of challenge oh, that you have nice. to go through there's one where like you have to answer trivia questions in the, the time limit and while you're doing this, you're in this big machine that's wrapping like cloth gauze around you. So if you don't do it in time, you you get completely mummified. <laughs> <laughs> and then they make make a big show of putting you in a sarcophagus that's fun. and stuff like that. All so. Japanese in the game show. <laughs> but like, I, come on, that would that would so that'd be awesome. It, it'd be fun. So uh, anyone listening out there, Dragon so, Challenge. Yeah, we, yeah, we need perfect yeah, for Nickelodeon. The Slayer, or the something. Slayer, yeah. It would be like Hercules, you know, 10 tasks or whatever. But mm-hmm. it would be like these 10 monsters and you'd have to get all the great mythological monsters there one way or another. And yeah. It'd be good stuff. It'd be, yeah, I, I think it'd be perfect for a physical... Yeah, and I like making it mostly a, a physical challenge yeah. sort of thing as opposed to like the lame sort of... I mean, no, I like I like the trivia quiz sort of yeah, stuff Yeah, but that's too, not... But I think this would it'd be better, better with a... It'd be better like with a overall warrior theme. sort of... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's our, my crack patty idea. I, I, that's great. I think we should make that happen. Awesome. So please, we're going to start a Kickstarter <laughs> for a Dragon Challenge. Um, once we reach $2 million. <laughs> then we'll find someone to make it for us. And uh, as long as you've done at least 1000 you'll be uh, 
entered into a raffle to be the first contestant. <laughs> and, um, I, and I think it'd be like a fun roving thing, like, you know, go visit each city, you know. Because, be... so, <laughs> you know, you got your, uh, there's that, what's the one, uh, inflatable, there's like a full inflatable uh, marathon now. Oh, is there? Yeah, I forget what's it called. I mean, it's like, it's in the vein of, you know, Color Me Run or. Okay. But it's like all inflatables that you're like, oh, that, it's, it's almost like Wipeout. Okay. So it'd be fun to like, you know, people would pay good money to like go fight the mechanical. Oh, I would. Yeah. yeah. It'd, be, it'd be fun. And then, I mean, obviously make a cool TV show too. You'd climb but... the rock wall and fight the. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So that's, that's our crack potty idea. I think that's, uh, we had a nice long um, story school. So we you... had a good variety here in the end. So. Yes. And it's been a while since we've done so many segments. So it's been nice. Hopefully, we'll come up with uh, plenty more ideas. Yeah, hopefully, or... you'll see a 61, uh, episode 61. Maybe we'll, just, <laughs> maybe we'll just revisit. Maybe we'll just go back to the beginning and talk about endings again. And then we'll <laughs> talk about... Beginnings again. Talk about uh, time in the pocketbook. And, <laughs> you know. What was oh. it? Artistic vision versus... Uh, commercial versus artistic yeah, vision. Yeah, yeah. Because most of you, most of you are probably not listening to that one, so we'll just you start rehashing. No one even know. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll just like jump the shark and we'll start like talking about like microwaves or something. <laughs> review uh, review couches. <laughs> so Till, this is a very nice chair we're in tonight. <laughs> just for a while, we're going to just uh, start um, analyzing all the um, presidential candidates. And <laughs> I'm sorry though if you do go back and listen to some of those other ones. The uh, I, I'm thankful to say I think the audio quality has improved because I did go back and listen to our endings one. I was like, oh, man, I'm, we sound so much better now. <laughs> we're, we're just – I was going to say something couldn't get out. That's all I got. Well, at least we try to sound better. Yeah. When the, the whole stumbling forwards thing hasn't really improved. No, that's basically just my MO. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for sticking with us through all this. and uh, Five years. Five if years. If you've been here with us five years – Give yourself a pat on the back. Yes, you are long-suffering. <laughs> and, uh, hey, why haven't you shared our podcast with us? Yeah, we need, we, we need to make an effort this year to get a, to double our audience. I think it's doable. I think it's, it certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you enjoy this, tell someone you know. Uh, we, we don't want to be the only people promoting this yeah. thing. Tell someone you, you know that, hey, you should check this thing out. Or at least give them a, a, one of the one – we've covered a lot of topics already that they would really like. Yeah. Um, hopefully someday we might have some bingo cards to pass out. Maybe maybe we should organize some way to so we people can see it. A like glass a table of content the, sort of thing? A, a table glossary? Con- yeah, a glossary. That might, be, that might be useful. Like if you like Lost, please listen to episodes <laughs> 1 through 60. <laughs> <laughs> I meant more like okay, if you like William Faulkner, we, please listen to like we could we could compile all the genre shows. You know, yeah. we talked about romance here, books, yeah. puzzles, because you know the genre shows are probably easier for some people to yeah. to get into. No, than, we're the highly philosophical ones. Yeah, like existentialism and you, <laughs> or uh, who owns a story? Really, <laughs> I think that's a very vague topic. I think, <laughs> but it was an interesting discussion. It really, it's speaking, speaking of you, like we just try topic like. We don't have time. Like I don't know if we're going to get twenty minutes out of this or not. And we usually do. We usually manage somehow. <laughs> but and if in case you've forgotten where to share these stories, send them to derailedtrainsofthought.blogspot.com. Share them to derailed trains. Point them to. Oh, derailed. point them to. Okay. You um, can share them to. I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought we were sharing podcasts to our website. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Or time time to end this. Okay, so um, you can also subscribe to iTunes or Stitcher. That's uh, right. YouTube and YouTube and join us for weekly hijack, which is a lot of fun and much shorter. Yes, especially yeah. if you if you like us, you like Lost. Um, <laughs> well, and you might also enjoy Once Upon a Time and, and Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Which, well, I guess that we'll have first Doctor Who out by the time this comes out. Yep, lots of good content out there for you to enjoy. Meanwhile, we'll close out here with my soundtrack choice. Uh, as of this recording, the Final Fantasy IX uh, album from OC Remix finally came out, which we've been looking I forward to. I thought you do a remix from like Madden Football. There's like 8,000 of those. Uh, no, Final okay. Fantasy is our MO. And honestly, <laughs> we've been looking forward to this album probably about as long as the podcast has been out. It, it, they've been promising it for that long. Yes. And it ended up being it, uh, it was. It was most likely worth the wait. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I picked a song with, you know, again, long-lasting series like Final Fantasy. One of the most recognizable themes is the victory fanfare. Oh, well, that one too. <laughs> but, you know, how many times can you hear the fanfare and remix a lot of times? You can hear it about once every five minutes when you're playing. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I meant, you know, how many different ways can you do it? And yeah. they've done it a lot of different ways yes. in OC And most of them years. are good. And most of them are good. And the one for the Final Fantasy album, Worlds Apart, is uh, is no exception. Their remix of the Victory theme is called Vasa de Victory. And it's by uh, Callum Bowen. And it's, it's again, a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, um, all right, the uh, owner of the store has really gla- been uh, <clears throat> yeah. thinking we're the worst podcast ever, <laughs> is, is what he told and me I during the break. And I think we might, I, I'm starting to get the sense as a creator that it's time to end this thing. Oh, so, really? Yes. Just for today. Anyway. Just for today, yes. So, all right. Until next time, this has been Tim. This has been Nick. Goodbye. Adios. Three.